Hi, it's John, coming right back in from the last episode that I just did. And uh, for this one, it's going to be episode 6 for chapters 15 through 17. And these ones are pretty short, and I'll get into them. But, yeah, <laughs> my voice is so raspy as well. Uh, it's really, really cold outside. And it's just kind of seeping through into me, but... <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me. Basically, the first chapter in this section, it's a bunch of anecdotes about staging and crime. Which is basically like... <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but basically it's like when the killer will stage the crime to look like something it isn't. And in this chapter, the examples are the first one. Like... Okay, sorry, my brother just ran in here, but he was <laughs> naked, he didn't even have to wear. But, uh, yeah, staging a crime is basically like making the crime look like something it isn't. And the first anecdote in this chapter about it is where a mother kills her son, and she ends up faking a ransom. <clears throat> and, yeah, it's super, super freakish, because... The reason for her killing her son was, like, her new boyfriend didn't like him or something. So, her choice was to just kill him. Because she was, she was getting older, she wanted to connect back with her youth, and she had a new boyfriend who wanted to start a new family. Like she had done years and years before. <coughs> oh my god, I don't, I don't even know where this came from. I'm gonna drink some water. Okay, hopefully that helps a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, it's super crazy, crazy stuff. And afterward, they convict her of this because the absurdity of her story, which was somebody kidnapped her son just for the sake of terrifying her and sent back, like, one of his mittens, which was off-putting to the law enforcement. And then his body they found it was like it was covered in a jacket and a bunch of plastic wrap and like blankets and stuff which is it's so sad because she was trying to like keep the body warm or something is what it looked like and it's not something that a kidnapper or a killer would do so they knew it would be the mother and then the second one is a husband basically kills his wife and he stages the home to look like a break-in with the help of two of his siblings. It was either two or one. But it was completely insane. Because none of the siblings' stories matched up. And the staging was just so bad. Because they put a ladder outside the window. And it was like a ladder that no one had ever been on. It would fall apart if you touched it. And... It was going into like a second story window in broad daylight where he came in, killed this woman, and then bat this guy over the head with a gun. This was the husband who actually killed the wife. And he just left without like taking anything, without taking the gun even. 
And so, obviously, the husband was who did that one. And they figured it out pretty, pretty quickly. And, yeah, so this is the first time staging is, like, really talked about. And it's another dynamic for this book. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of dynamics they talk about in this book in crime. And I, I did not like this chapter. It was really, really hard to get through. <laughs> Especially because the first story is so depressing. It's just so, it's so sad. And it's so personal, too. Where I just didn't, I just didn't want to read it. I just wanted to put it down. The second story, though, and it was super engaging. Again, because of how, like, clearly absurd everything that the people were saying was. Was, like, the contradicting stories. They were so bad. It was, it was funny. That, yeah, it was fun, that one. <laughs> but, yeah, this chapter was alright. And it got a good point across. Which I thought was interesting. And then... The second chapter. He talks about the killing of Sherry Fay, Who was... Um, I forget how old she was. I think like 16 or 17. And... She was kidnapped from her driveway. By Larry Jean Bell. Obviously they didn't know who it was at the time. But... He had like sent letters back and forth with the family saying that her body and her soul had become one with his and they eventually caught him which it was crazy how they said that they caught him where like they saw a notepad or not a notepad they received letters from the notepad and they used some sort of test i don't remember what it was called specifically because it's a crazy science word and i'm gonna forget it but basically they analyzed the paper and saw that by imprints, they found a phone number. And they traced it back to a family who traced it back to the guy that was house-sitting for them while they were on vacation at the same time that the murder happened. And, yeah, it was it was freaky. This was a pretty good chapter, story-wise. And one of the things that kind of irked me, though, he said that there were a couple, like, proved accusations against Bell before this. Like, he had molested someone. He assaulted someone. While he was in prison for that, he, like, called a 10-year-old 80 times with super disgusting, decrepit stuff. And even with all of this stuff, he was put on probation instead of, like, actually sent to jail. And... When he was actually sent to jail for, I think, I don't remember what specifically it was for, which of those crimes. But he was set out early on parole, which is insane. Because it's like, there were so many crimes, and they were all so terrifying and so disgusting. But the reaction was so small in comparison to what had actually happened. And it's just super freaky. But... One part of this story that I actually thought was really touching, and I'm glad that he included, and he wrote so well, was how the family helped them in solving the crime. Because he'd kind of talked about family assistance a little bit before. I mean, I guess you obviously have to, because it's it's crime. If somebody knows, it's probably going to be your family. And 
this though, their daughter was killed, and they wanted to help as much as they could. So, like, family members were open to being used as bait. They staged a memorial for their daughter to try and catch the killer, and it was super touching because, like, they would go through all this stuff to try and avenge. What's the word? Bring justice, I guess is the word, to their daughter. And it had, again, it had happened before in the story, but not as the scale it did in this chapter, which I thought was awesome. It was just good. It also really contrasted the previous chapter, which was focused, again, pretty much solely on, like, domestic violence with the son and with the husband or wife. And it just makes a really good contrast that kind of takes some of the pressure of that chapter off. And I thought that was really well done. And it also, it's just a super interesting, super determined dynamic that comes about in comparison to the other stories because of how, like, cowardly the killer is portrayed as, as he probably should be. But, like, the family members are always determined to get through this. And they do. And it's really touching. And I loved it. And then in the next chapter, he goes more into detail about, like, the profiles of kidnappers, of killers, and bombers and stuff with kind of random targets which kind of ties back to larry jean bell who just he saw this girl walking down her driveway and that was that but from this he talks about a lot of stuff but the jody foster story which i'm sure you've heard about it kind of struck me as the coolest thing not coolest but <laughs> craziest thing he uh jody foster the actress this guy <laughs> shot ronald reagan to try and get her attention and, uh yeah i've heard about this before which when douglas said he became famous in a perverse way could be forever connected to jody in the public mind that kind of stuck with me really well because i'd heard about this before it was insane and now when i when i think of jody foster i think of this and i don't i know that wasn't what he said but it's kind of crazy how far like the influence of this goes and it was written pretty well and it was put in a good spot so yeah and then he he just goes into more like profiles like of the tylenol killer who just killed random people with laced tylenol or something i don't remember how he did it he like either planted bottles or he drugged people like directly but yeah that was a good chapter that was a really good chapter the past these, all three of these were really good. I think they flowed really well into each other. And in a book where, like, the previous sections hadn't done that really well, I thought this was great. So, yeah. Thanks. Bye.